What is up guys, welcome back to the Music Corner Riffs to 808s. My name is Nate and today I am joined with our special guest here, Johnny Crowder from the band Prison. Say hello, Johnny. I'll say howdy instead of hello. Howdy doodly. Good to have you on the show. Uh, so first off, uh, why don't you describe to the audience uh, your band, what you play, uh, the genre, etc. I play the vocals in a band called Prison, and um, I always just say we're heavy music with a positive message, but the U in music has the little umlaut from new metal. <laughs> uh, so we're, I, I, don't, I think it would be a lie to say that we're a straight up new metal band, but we have a lot of um, influences from older, new, and alternative metal. So if you kind of missed that wave, I think you'll still enjoy us if you like um, rock or metal. But if you are someone who grew up on like Limp Biscuit and Corn and Slipknot like I did, um, then you will probably have a different, uh, another level of appreciation for what we do. Absolutely. I love everything you guys do, honestly. Like it's the perfect blend of new metal and uh, I guess just, it really it's just heavier new metal. So like, yeah, I dig it. Uh, cool. So when would you say it was uh, around the time that you guys formed and how did you come up with the band name? So we started... It started as like a side internet secret project because uh, my guitarist and I were in bands that were signed to labels at the time and we weren't supposed to be um, starting another band. So it was kind of under wraps and it wasn't even something that we were going to pursue um, really. It was just like a fun project. And that was back in 2014. We um, wrote and released our first song. So that's, you know, six-ish years ago. And the band name just came from... Um, the idea of uh, being trapped in your own head and how important it is to get out of your own head. So in prison, they um, you kind of get stuck in a cell, but that's not good for you, obviously. So they afford you rec time, which is where you can be outside of yourself for a little bit and engage with other people. So I always thought of um, playing shows as that rec time, like getting out of my own head for a little while and engaging with other humans absolutely i love that i didn't i knew you guys were positive but that's a that's a very strong message in and of itself with just the band name i like that so uh what was the first band that you were in before prison because i feel like i should know this but it was like a so one? yeah the the band was called dark sermon and then right. um we used to be called in reference to a sinking ship for the first couple of years and then um, obviously that name was way too long, so we switched it to Dark Sermon. But I was in that band from 2009 to like 2016 or something like that. Right, and then that's when you moved on to do prison full-time, basically? Yes. Nice. All right, good stuff. And what would you say was the initial reaction to that? Because from even what I've seen uh, on the internet, uh, people were kind of like mixed with the whole shift and sound, I guess. Because uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, wasn't Dark Sermon like much heavier than prison is? Yeah, Dark Sermon was like blackened death metal, especially towards the end there. So, you know, like we got the candles and the animal <laughs> bones and the altar cloth. And it, oh, it was yeah. just a whole it was a whole different vibe. I had like my behemoth vest and my Doc Martens on and looking super brutal, long hair. And then prison comes out and I'm wearing flower pants and dyed my hair pink and painted my nails and I'm <laughs> dancing around on stage. And I think right. a lot of people were like you know what happened to you but i think the truth is when when you are eyeball deep in heavy music for a really long time it it really gets kind of boring you want to do something different and and dark sermon was so freaking fast 
so much of our music was so fast and I just wanted to do something slower and groovier and, and prison was the result. So some people weren't thrilled about that, but I know I was, and that, that's, that was important to me. Right. You got to make yourself happy. Do the things like, you know, make yourself happy by doing the things that you love and all for sure. Uh, so yeah, then recently, uh, well, it was like last year you guys put out your first, uh, full length album, correct? Yes. Still alive. Yes. So, uh, I want to assume that based on the band name that both that and the EP have very similar, uh, lyrical content. Wouldn't you say so? Um, I don't feel that way. I think, um, NGRI, our EP that was from 2017, Mm -hmm. I think that was a lot, um, less refined in terms of my message. I think I did want to impart a positive message, but I don't, I don't think I was as careful with the way I wrote the lyrics, um, for NGRI as I was with the newer stuff. So, um, I definitely look at NGRI and I think, wow, that definitely sounds a couple years older than still alive just in, in the way that I wrote it. Maybe to, maybe to listeners, it doesn't feel like a big difference, but for me it does. Right. Absolutely. And then, uh, recently you just put out the, the music video for, uh, you, was it uh, you and me and the devil? Correct. Yes. So, uh, in that music video too, uh, was there like some sort of a message too that you were uh, trying to get out there through the music video itself? I know some bands like that like tend to do that and all with uh, the music that they put out. Yeah, we don't. I, I haven't really talked about my thought behind the, the concept there because um, I kind of like to let people craft their own narrative and, and make it mean something to them. But really the song is about um, pulling away from people and then feeling like they're pulling away from you. You know, you realize like, man, my friends are being really distant. And then after a while you realize, oh, I'm the one who's being really distant. Right. Uh, maybe maybe because I'm not healthy right now. So um, in the song uh, or in the music video, you see um, me coming home from funeral after funeral and all of my friends are dying. And then at the end, the twist ending, and I hope that this isn't a spoiler for anyone, um, <laughs> But at the end, you find out that my friends are at my house and they just got back from my funeral. So Oof. it was kind of a, an M. Night Shyamalan kind of a thing. Right. Where a you follow twist. me around the whole time and see how sad I am that all my friends died. But really, at the end, you see that I was dead and my friends were like holding a photo of me that had my death date on it. It's crazy. That's, and by the way, cool the friends too. are my bandmates, too okay okay yeah. like the other members yeah for sure what a cool concept very interesting one too i love to, i love to see like you know music videos that are like that too with like such a such a deep message behind it um so yeah then going off of that obviously with covid uh everything got put aside with like torn and everything and all that in the works but did you have anything planned or do you have anything planned for once everything blows over or are you just kind of going with the flow at the moment Man, we freaking were going to have the best year of my whole career. Really? <laughs> this year. I was so excited. Yeah, we had the sickest tours ever um, lined up. And I, I had a lot of hope for this year. We were going to do some real real big boy stuff that I was excited about. But um, it just kind of became an opportunity for, for us to focus on music again instead of touring, which I wasn't thrilled about at first. But um, I think it's been good for us because we, we booked a couple tours 
after COVID started and we're like, yeah, well, well, we can still do a headliner if we keep it short. And then that got canceled. And we're like, well, we can still do this tour in November, which got canceled. And then we just found out this week that our tour in December was canceled. So it's, it's made us focus on writing more. So as a result, we wrote a ton of new music this year. So, um, I want to put out a new record like ASAP because we have all these great songs just piling up. That's awesome. So like, what can we expect in 2021 then to have like another full length album? I hope so. I, I mean, it's difficult because you don't want to put out a full length record if you can't tour on it. And we right. literally have not been able to tour on Still Alive. Like we That's put out true. that record yeah. and then every tour during our Still Alive tour cycle has been canceled so far. So <sighs> we don't really want to put out another record because we never even got to start our touring cycle for Still Alive. So I'm not sure what the release schedule will look like, but I know that we have a butt ton of songs that um, sound really great and I want to release them as soon as possible. We're actually trying to release some stuff. Uh, here's a little bit of insider knowledge. We are finishing up some single artwork um, and I was listening to the final mix of our next single um, right when this interview started. So I'm halfway through it. So we're trying to release some new stuff before the end of the year too. Good stuff. Yeah. Really looking forward to that. Um, going back to the touring and all too. Uh, so like still alive, obviously, unfortunately you couldn't tour on and all, but like that came out around the time that like, were you like just finishing up the tour with slaughter to prevail last year? Yeah. We released the record like a week before the end of the tour or something like that. Right. Yeah. Damn, that's a big shame too. But like last year, you guys had some like pretty, uh, pretty hefty tours too. I mean, I know that you toured with Slaughter to Prevail. I know that was at uh, around here in Ohio. That was in like the Kent area, and as well in the Kent area was the one with Oshino, and uh, that was a good show too. Like it just, it amazes me how like no. What what I like about you is like uh, for that show in particular, uh, the Oshino one in uh, June of last year nobody was really moving the whole room was dead and you just were kind of like you know hey let's see some shit going right now and everyone just starts moving like the entire room is just like you know a mosh pit basically at that point and it's incredible it was like one of the best things i've ever seen at a live show before considering how dead the whole show was for the most part unfortunately but um i was gonna say like how does it kind of like feel to have like that kind of power on stage for you to like have like those fans just like move for you and appreciate like what you do live dude i i think it's because i don't know i would almost refute that it's a power thing i think that what bugs me is a lot of bands get on stage and they're like yeah show us a good time True. And it's like, like the True. fans owe the band something. And it's like, Hey, the fans already did their part. They paid, they showed up, they're spending their Thursday night at this stinky venue. They already gave you everything they owe you. Like now it's the band's time to level with the audience and our approach. I think why we can get people moving easily is we're very inclusive and we don't say like, you know, you better show us a good time. It's like, no, get off your butt and have some fun with us. Like we, I'm very we focused and on stage, I'm not saying you better move. So we have fun. I say you better have fun cause you paid for it. And it's kind of like, I picture it. Uh, if you can think of that trope where the mom is like driving these kids to a theme park and they're like, she's like, you're going to have fun and you're going to like it kind of thing. That's <laughs> yeah. my attitude on stage. I'm like, you 
could be on a date right now. You could be home studying. You could be at work. But no, you came here and you're around a bunch of sweaty freaks, so we better make the most of it and start hopping around. So move your ass right now. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's a really good attitude. And you know what? It's it's funny you say that because I – have never even thought about the fact that like bands really don't do that whole let's all of us have fun together like you know what we want kind of thing it's just like you know you better do this right now you know but that's a that's a that's a solid thing that's a solid response right there i respect that a lot um so i know we kind of earlier talked about uh influences too on your band uh with the whole new metal artists and everything but uh is there anything like that you've been listening to lately that has also become like a much bigger had much a much bigger impact on uh you guys or even you yourself the band yeah recently it's interesting this year i returned to like um like poppier radio alternative that I grew up on. So, so picture like late nineties, early two thousands, the stuff that was on rock radio was like American hi-fi and Switchfoot and skillet. Oh, wow. Uh, And, and even like third eye blind and stuff that like poppy some 41 kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've gone back and revisited a lot of that stuff. And it's made me feel really musically full and I think it's because back then you, oh, oh let's see, uh, Green Day, obviously, Blink-182, like even those huge, huge bands, Chronic Future, um, those bands made me feel like a rock star when I was like six years old, you know? And I, going back and listening to that makes me feel really young and excited about music again. And I think that's really informed a lot of our new music. We're trying to like, I think what I would like to do is bring that accessibility and sort of the, the inclusivity of older pop rock, um, to metal because metal kind of got caught up in like, uh, you know, wiener measuring contest where everyone's (laughs) trying to be heavier and more brutal than everybody else. And I'm like, man when you were six like you didn't want to be more brutal than anybody you wanted to hop around in your bedroom right you didn't want to like lay down a huge pig squeal right in the middle of the floor like (laughs) like and there's nothing wrong with that stuff i just think like you know what makes me feel really alive and young and excited about music is that catchiness where you like you stop listening to a song and then for like six weeks after you hear that song it's playing in your head like that's what i want to bring back to metal is i think we lost the virtue of being catchy right right and like with how you've been saying about like returning back to like uh some old bands you listened to uh when you were younger and everything it all it's i feel like it's a big help for your music when you're kind of like returning to your roots in terms of what you listen to uh to get some kind of influence and all you know mm-hmm. so yeah that's really cool i like that uh, stepping away briefly from music and all, I want to talk about, uh, just for a little bit, uh, your TED Talk that you did at the beginning of this year, which was really big with, like, uh, people who were dealing with depression and, like, you know, going through, like, shit in their life and everything. And, um, I mean, people at home can even watch it yourselves. It was, it's a very good TED Talk. Um, I just want to kind of, like, know from your end, like, how did you feel being able to get that out there to the world in some way? Um, it was horrifying (laughs) not not because of what i was sharing 
like I know my stuff and I've been doing advocacy for a while. So I wasn't, I wasn't concerned about what I was saying. I was concerned about like sneezing or something during the recording. Like, <laughs> cause think about it. Every time I speak or play a show, you know, it's like a one time thing. I play the show and then I go to the next city or I speak at an event and then I go to the next event. So it kind of exists in that moment in time, but a freaking Ted talk is like the top Google result for your name for your whole life. Right. Like, no pressure right so i'm like okay well hopefully i don't forget what my next part of my speech is or hopefully i don't you know pick my nose or something on stage and i'm so glad that it's um done and out there and there's nothing i can do to change it of course when i see parts of it now i'm like oh i wish i could go back and change this thing and it'll never be perfect to me but i think the video wasn't for me, so it kind of doesn't matter. So I'm just glad it's it's out there and that people can, um, if you haven't seen it yet and you're listening, just um, go on YouTube and search Johnny Crowder TED Talk, maybe. And it should come up. It literally, um, yeah. The talk the, called I was going to say, that's what How, I did. Like, I just looked up your name and, like, it, immediately the first video was, like, yours. There we go. Okay. So, yeah, just do that. And um, ultimately, it's been a bucket list thing for me for a long time. So as nerve wracking as it was, I am over the moon that I had the opportunity to do one. Absolutely. And have you always been a public speaker or is that kind of like a new ish thing that you've been doing? A lot of people don't know this, but I, I started playing shows in 2009. I started speaking at events in 2010. So it's like I've been doing both for a really long time. Right. And um I've spoken at like I did a video with Upworthy that has like one and a half million views or something. And a lot of people don't know that because they only think of me as like the prison guy or the cope notes guy. But I've been doing speaking for a long time and um, I'm actually planning on doing more in the coming years. A lot of my events were canceled this year, obviously because of COVID. But um, in the coming years, I'm starting to take speaking more seriously and actually like um, travel to more events and speak abroad. So if you're listening to this and you go to a school or have a job or work within an organization that ever needs a speaker, um, hit me up. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Make sure to check out his videos too on his uh, TED Talks. They're very, they're very inspiring. Like props to you. And like, I know you said uh, you didn't feel like, you know, you did a good job and all, but like at least it's out there and everything. But like, honestly, you're very well spoken, even with like just doing your like TED Talks and everything that I heard. I mean, of course I've seen you live and I've heard your speeches live and they're great as well. But like, even at that professional format, it's like, you know, I got to give you like pat on the back for that. That was incredible. I appreciate it, man. For real. It's one of my favorite things to do. So it means a lot to hear you say that. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep doing what you do. Uh, So let's move back now a little bit into music. Uh, More on the whole writing and performing uh, stuff a little bit here. Uh, Do you ever find yourself struggling to write anything or even perform your music live at all? Mm, Not in recent years. I think when I was in Dark Sermon, I kind of had trouble with it because I felt like I had to be somebody you know like I had to be this metal guy I had to come up with these cool metaphorical lyrics and um, I felt pressure and I think I was placing it on myself I was like expecting myself to be somebody else like somebody that fit in better but with prison I I am very myself on stage and in our lyrics so I, I don't think I've ever had to try to play a show with prison or to write a song and I didn't even know that I was forcing it in Dark Sermon, but I think I was. In, in prison, it just feels so natural and flowy that 
I never have an issue um, with working on prison stuff. Although sometimes album artwork can be kind of a pain because um, I, I don't know that I'm as skilled at graphic design. Um, but I, I did our NGRI album artwork. I did um, all the still live artwork. I've done almost all of our merch. Um, and that's something that it's a skill set that I'm trying to hone. So lyrics and performing easy as pie recording easy as pie. Um, the hard part is getting better at graphic design. Right. Yeah. And like that, can, and that can be like a serious part too, considering that like, you know, somebody sees like a really cool shirt and all, and like that'll draw their attention even more than just the music. And then they listen to the music like, Oh man, this is like awesome. You know? But I mean, Hey, you did, practice makes perfect, you know? Uh, so with that then do have you ever had any like cool or interesting stories that had happened while on tour, uh, that you'd be able to share? Oh, that I get asked this every, every interview. And it's <laughs> such a vague, broad question that I'm never able to, to come up with a good answer, but something did pop in my mind. This is probably not going to be interesting to anybody. <laughs> um, but I remember one time I saw my guitarist put, uh, frosted mini wheats in a peanut butter sandwich what <laughs> on tour and that's something that sticks out to me i remember kind of my our photographer and i were like staring at each other and then staring at cooper and he was just making himself a sandwich and we were just like do we say something and then <laughs> and then he took a bite and he looked like he really enjoyed it and then we started roasting him and then we tried it and it was really good and we we're like holy crap this is like this is the most efficient way to get carbs into your system. It's like a 250 carbohydrate sandwich. It's like really giving me like breakfast club vibes when like she's putting like the <laughs> things on our sandwich and all the sugar and just eats. <laughs> That's Oh, incredible. and w actually one thing that kind of pops out too, uh, we played this, we played somewhere in, darn it. It was somewhere in California. I can't remember. Oh, chain reaction mm. um, in Anaheim. And uh, this kid pulled off his shirt. So if you've never seen me play, uh, if you've never seen prison or anything or photos, I write a different word on my chest every night uh, with a big black marker. I don't write it. My bassist writes it. Um, and it's just kind of a conversation starter and a way to um, touch on a different topic every night with each audience so that it doesn't feel like the same old recycled speech. Um, and at that show at chain reaction, a kid pulls off his shirt after stage diving and he wrote cope C O P E on his chest, which is, I run a, a mental health platform called cope notes oh, okay. and it made me so freaking happy. There's a video of me. I need to post it and I'm just dumbfounded, like staring at this kid's <laughs> chest. I'm like, no freaking way. This is awesome. Oh, that's awesome. That's like, it's so cool to have like a fan base like that even too, that just like, you know, be willing to do stuff like that at like your live shows and everything oh wait i'm sorry to interrupt no, i just good. thought of one more and then i'll stop um <laughs> we good. played we played it i want to say hard luck bar maybe it's in toronto i'm probably butchering everything i just said it was somewhere in canada and uh this kid comes up to the merch table and brings me an aloe plant like in a pot like a Is potted that? plant oh, of okay, aloe. Okay. And there's, he drew the eye from prison. We have like a, a suicide prevention symbol that's in our logo. Mm -hmm. um, and we put on all of our merch and he, he drew that symbol on it. And I was like, I'm sorry, am I freaking, am I missing something right now? <laughs> like, why did you bring me a potted plant? And he goes, oh, you said you were sunburned. 
on <laughs> on Instagram a couple days ago, and I'm like, this is quite possibly the most thoughtful thing anyone has ever done. That for is us, amazing. Ever. That is incredible. Wow. Like, yeah, I've, I've never heard, I've never heard of anything like that before. That's amazing. Did you? Were you saying something though? I, th- I thought I cut you off. No, I literally just said the word wholesome because it is wholesome content, indeed. I like that. Good shit. Um, so yeah, that's actually just gonna uh, just about wrap up the interview here. Uh, did you have any other remarks you would like to make beforehand, though? Um, you can promote anything. Let's see. I, Shout out I kind of want to. I kind of want to shamelessly plug, um, what I'm working on. Mm. So obviously, check out Prison. Um, and then also, I I do run a mental health platform called Cope Notes. So. Um, if you are interested in checking it out, we just send daily text messages that help people train their brains to think healthier thoughts. Um, so if that sounds like something that is interesting to you, um, you can go to copenotes.com and check it out. And if you don't live in the U.S., that's fine because we have users outside the U.S. But I just wanted to touch on that. And then if you want to get in touch with me, um, my socials on Instagram, I'm at Johnny Crowder Loves You. And um, on Facebook, I'm you should be able to find me. I'm just Johnny Crowder. Um, and if you have a cope notes question, you can fill out the contact form on the website, but basically just go listen to prison and mosh around your bedroom. There you go. Easy as is. Uh, and I'll be make sure I'll make sure to, uh, put those into the description for this episode as well. Uh, before we go, I know I mentioned this to you beforehand too. We usually give an album or band recommendation for the viewers. Uh, do you have anything that you would like to share? Yes, I'm going to be. Uh, uh, a real slam fan here. Oh, I'm gonna look up <laughs> um, the name of this album to make sure I don't accidentally goof it. Okay, so um, there's this band called The Merciless Concept, and uh, the bassist of Prison played with them before, which is kind of how I was introduced to them. Um, Dark Sermon played with them back in the day. Uh, and they they are just freaking so it's all different types of good um the drummer who's with them i toured with him when dark sermon toured with chimera in 2013 so i i have a few different connections with this band but their freaking new record dude i i cannot recommend enough if you're the type of person who likes to go to the gym and just just lift ungodly amounts of weight. Um, if you want to be like gorilla strong and like just totally dismantle the walls of the establishment wherever you work out, listen to the new The Merciless Concept songs. They have a new album coming out, and I've listened to their new stuff for maybe my past 10 workouts, and I have not gotten tired of it yet. So I strongly recommend it. Is that the, uh, I'm looking at it right now, is that the Suffering Humanity and Ruin? Those songs? Yeah, but. I'm not even supposed to say this, but I have heard the other new stuff too. And that's what I listen to at the gym. Oh, and I'm okay. just telling you, it is every single song has like exactly the type of slam that you can't get anywhere else. And I just strongly, strongly recommend you like go to their page and follow them and um, keep an ear out for the record. Cause it, it will kick your nuts, dude. Dude. I'm looking forward to that. Honestly, now that you say that, cause I could, could use some good slam. That's for damn sure. Uh, good shit though. So what I'll be doing, uh, you mentioned them earlier. Uh, we'll do the debut album uh, of Third Eye Blind, their self-titled album from '97. It's 
at least for me, easily their best album. I mean, almost every single one of the songs is like awesome. Of course, everybody knows, you know, Semi Charmed Life, probably Jumper. Uh, for me, though, Narcolepsy, uh, How's It Gonna Be, and even uh, Motorcycle Drive By, those are some of my like top favorite songs of that album. Definitely check that out. A 90s classic right there, in my humble opinion. Uh, but yeah, so that is going to conclude this episode. Uh, Johnny, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Thank you for having me. And if you guys are listening, just know that prison's coming for you. I don't know when <laughs> or where or what the universe will allow, but trust me, you have not seen your last prison concert. There you have it. Look out for those guys. Uh, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Music Corner with the 808s. And we are signing off.